0: What is up live chat Rick here Zozo championship happening across the globe for most of us. Maybe you're tuning in from Japan. I don't know. There is a little bit of an international audience I would imagine. Uh, So if you're tuning in from Japan hello, let us know Uh, this event do not be fooled lineups lock in less than five hours. If you are watching this live right now, your lineups will lock in four hours and 48 minutes But, Rick, I always spend my Wednesday nights uh, making my lineups, sipping my green tea. Uh, It's not going to work this time. You're going to have to put them in a little bit earlier. Okay? You got to put them in, like, right now. Make sure your bets are in. Make sure everything is accounted for. Uh, This next hour is your time. Whatever you want. I've got access to everything at rickrungood.com. Obviously, I run the website. Why wouldn't I have access to it? Uh, The ownership projections, every golfer profile the power rankings, head-to-head, Matt, whatever you want to talk about, this this time is yours. So go ahead, drop your questions, comments in the chat right now, and uh, we'll see where we go. Jared kicks us off. Hello, Jared. To get different in big GPPs, do you prefer ownership or differing lineup constructions? For example, leaving money on the table, balance versus stars and scrubs. Curious if people got if people have caught on to leaving money on the table in golf DFS, uh, I can assure you they have not uh, still the last time I checked, which was a couple of weeks ago, the vast majority of users are spending 50,000, 49, nine or 49, eight. If you leave anything more than that, you have at least created yourself uh, very likely a unique lineup. Now that is uh, by definition different, right? Jared, you asked how to get different being unique is a, perfect way of being different, uh, leveraging the field, uh, reaping the rewards of specific golfers, uh, for when they play well, or when they don't play well is much more of an ownership game, right? You know, there is a benefit to leaving a thousand dollars on the table, but if you have six guys who are all 20% owned, where's your leverage, right? So I think it is a little bit of both, but to be unique, uh, all you have to do is leave money on the table. And I, I do what I, what you argued here or what you listed here uh balance versus stars and scrubs so at least um building differently even if you even if you spend all fifty thousand dollars building in a in a manner in which others are not is likely to also get you lower owned guys and also likely to get you a unique build so um that was a lot of words to probably not say all that much but you've got to probably have a combination of both here hank hill says is there a way to use the holy grail uh, to look at strokes gained for harder courses. Okay, so, uh, currently no. Shortly, yes. Um, I've got a list of probably a hundred things, and some of them are off-season projects. Uh, archiving all the optimal lineups. That's an off season project. Cause that's going to take me like 10 straight hours and I don't have 10 straight hours most weeks. So, um, that's an off season project. This one is a, is a soon thing, a very soon thing. Cause I've got all the data. I just have to build it in what you could do in the meantime. Uh, you could in theory come in here and go through like, you know, the courses that you know are a little bit harder, right? Arnold Palmer invitational. You could go down to the Memorial if you hold control, or I think it's command on a Mac um, you know, the player's championship last year played pretty difficult. You know, you can select as many of these as you want Honda classic Riviera. We'd probably throw in there as well. Go back a couple of years, sort by strokes, gain total Terrell Hatton, boom, Terrell Hatton's going to win this. Right. So, uh, Colin Morikawa up there as well. You can go through and do this. Uh, I will add a button for either a scale of like scoring average or just, do a filter for easy, medium, hard, something like that. Um, I will have that on a tool coming to you very, very soon. Dave says, Rick, you have six likes 35 minutes before the start. That's impressive. Thanks. Let's, uh, let's get some more that, that would be nice as well. Hit the like button, make sure you subscribed. do all that fun stuff that content creators always ask you for because it really, really helps. Um, Hey, Rick, yo, Rick, can we dip our toes? in or get a shallow dive on some of these Japanese golfers. Sure. The ones, um, so a couple ways to do this. Let's sort by global on the cheat sheet. Um, I, t- if you go by strokes gained total and raw, you'll end up finding some of these guys. Kaito Onishi, I don't know much about him. He missed the cut in his last start, but also finished second uh, in his start before that. The one that I'm most interested in, I think he's like $6,500 is, here we go. Kazuki Higa, he won the 38th Shinhan Donghai Open. That was an event just a couple of weeks ago. It was after the Tour Championship that Siwoo Kim played in. There were four top 100 players in the world, including Kazuki Higa, uh, and he ends up winning it. So I'll actually pull up his profile page here for a second. Uh, So he wins that. Don't know how he did it. We don't get the strokes game breakdown, but he gained 11 and a half strokes to the field qualified for the open championship, missed the cut there, uh, missed the cut at the Irish open finished T 10 at the BMW international open. That was basically his summer, right? Those four events. He obviously played some more just straight Japanese tour events, but this is someone who I'm most interested in out of the Japanese golfers. You saw that I had, uh, Kita, uh, Kita Nakajima up there, uh, very talented, uh, I think he's still an amateur, and I he might still be the number one amateur in the world, but he is, if not number one, just a very highly touted young player. He has not played as well recently. Um, if you dive into some of his OWGR stuff, he's got a T26 at a Japanese event, a T48, two missed cuts in a row, a T11, a T32, T7. These are Japanese events. One of them was an Asian tour event, missed the cut at the Masters. So he has not played a whole, to- a whole lot of OWGR-ranked. Uh, events this year, like seven of them. And it hasn't been as good as his 2021 is. So a lot of raw talent, but, um, I wish he was playing a little bit better. Currently ranked 354th in the world. Seems like the six of six percentage was higher last week. Was this actually true? And if so, for any reason, I would have to go back and look, uh, you can go to cutsweats.com they don't pay me to say that it is just generally a very good website to track like the six of six rate and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know what it was for last week, but it's, it's fairly highly dependent on if the popular golfers got through the cut, right? You know, if you have a week where the three most popular golfers all miss the cut, your six of six rate is going to be pretty low. If you have a situation where some weeks like the top eight most popular guys, uh, all get through the cut, like that's going to be a pretty chalky week, even though still getting six of six is, is, is pretty, is pretty difficult. Hi, Rick. Hello, Slizzard. Since this is a no-cut event, should we prioritize a Stars and Scrubs build to lock in more win equity and hope to get some birdies from the cheaper guys? I think that's generally a good strategy. Um, you know, for a long time, history has shown that these events, whether they are WGCs, whether they are playoff events, whether they are CJ Cup or Zozo, kind of like these, um, you know, small field no cut type things. They are generally won by the best guys in the field. Um, They're very, very top. The WGCs outside of the match play were very, very top heavy in terms of winners. Playoff events have been as well. The caveat that I think for this week is this is not as strong of a field as we have seen at some of these events in the past. This is weaker than the field the Zozo had last year. Um, It is much weaker than the field that the CJ Cup had last year because that was a back-to-back two weeks in Las Vegas. Um, I think we'll get a pretty good field next week, but generally speaking, in terms of WGCs and stuff like that, this is pretty weak. So yes, I do like the idea of grabbing two guys at the top because it's it's fairly top heavy and then just allowing, like, is there a huge difference between Andrew Putnam and Davis Riley? Maybe not. Is there a huge difference between, uh, let me find a good example here, like an Alex Smalley, And an Emiliano Grillo or a Mark Hubbard, probably not, right? So I I think I'm willing to go a lot further down the board, lock up two of the guys at the top. That especially because like because the argument would be uh, it's a it's an overall weaker field, but you still have like eight or ten really good guys at the top that are most likely to win this thing. If you can get two of those and then let everybody else who is basically the same golfer kind of battle this out, I think is the is the path to it. Oh, there was a question here from Dave. Could you do a little deeper dive into Kita Nakajima? Uh, hopefully I've done that. 9K range and above, a guy that you don't mind full fading and why? I think the obvious answer is Corey Connors. Now, I am of two minds on Corey Connors. I've certainly warmed on him as the week goes on. I think if you're going to play him, you should be playing him in um, game theory areas, right? Where you know he's 11% projected ownership, which is... Uh, half that of Tom Kim, nearly a third of Sung Jay Is Sung Jay three times as likely to outperform Corey Connors? It feels like it, but the answer is probably not. Um, the last three events from Corey Connors have just not been good. They've been very, very bad. Uh, last you know, 40 events for Corey Connors, much better. And this is a golf course that should be a fairly decent fit for him. So Um, I will probably not have as much Corey Connors as, um, as everybody else. I think the interesting other kind of like fade of the nine K range is, um, is maybe Cam Young, you know, I, I love this guy. And again, buy me all the Cam Young, Cam Young long-term, but when you start actually breaking down, you know, what, what has he done? Uh, in the very, very short term, you know, didn't play well at the tour championship. He had an okay finish at the FedEx uh, St. Jude. He's super valuable in President's Cup format. You go back a little bit further, he does have weeks in which he can lose four strokes ball striking. He can lose four around the green. He can lose five with the putter. Like it is not crazy. He is one of the more volatile guys up here in this range and sporting a 21% ownership with Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland coming in basically half of that. I, I would not like be super thrilled to um like like I'd be okay with fading him. Garrett says Wednesday night PGA action. Are you and Mina going to curl up on the couch, pop some corn and watch as Sun Jay takes over the tournament? Uh, probably, although she'll probably head to bed and then Oliver it just goes with her like no matter what. It doesn't matter. I'm 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 the roommate in this household. I'm the third wheel. Nobody cares about me here. Uh, the dog goes where she goes, by the way, I don't really like popcorn. Armina does. She eats it like a total weirdo. Uh, so she, have you ever heard that? Have you ever seen this before? She takes the bowl and instead of reaching her hand in and putting it in her mouth, like a normal human, she puts her head in and like, like slurps it out. It's, it's terrifying. I do not recommend it. I've never seen anybody else do that. Jay says, uh, Rick, you're the man as always. Thank you. Stars and Scrubs are more of a balanced build. Can we do a deep dive on Wyndham, uh, Wyndham Clark? I've been rostering him each week during the fall swing. Should I hop off? Okay, let's look at Wyndham. Uh, I, I think in general, I prefer probably a little bit more Stars and Scrubsy. Also getting access to some of the Japanese guys. Like, all the Japanese guys outside of Hideki Matsuyama are going to be super low-owned, right? And you know, like, there will be a Japanese player who finishes, like, T12 this week. And he's going to be $6,500 or something like that. I hope it is... I already forgot his name. Uh, I hope it is Kazuki Higa, but it could be somebody else. But I, I think that's the play. Um, very familiar with the golf course. These guys, they take so much pride in playing in their home country. It happens almost all the time when we go to when we go to some of these places. All right, deep dive on Wyndham Clark. Here we go. Eh, it's a little worrisome, right? So when Wyndham Clark's at his best, this is what you see. Deep green off the tee. Uh, we have not seen that. Lost strokes at the Fortinet. Lost strokes at the Sanderson Farms. Lost a lot of strokes in Las Vegas. That's a problem, right? That was the weapon. When you lose the weapon, I start to get a little bit concerned. Uh, and then you add in the fact that he's not not very good on approach on a regular basis. When he plays well, it's a little bit relying on the putter. I This is a worrisome stat profile. When 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 your best attribute goes away, that is scary, and he does not necessarily have the rest of his game in good enough shape to fix that. So um, he needs to turn the driver around, and if he doesn't turn the driver around, he is in quite big trouble. I'm seeing Stallings and Hubbard as pop players this week. Can we get a deep dive on either one? Uh, sure. Stallings Stallings uh, has been fairly good as of late. So here's Scott Stallings. Miscut the FedEx St. Jude, was horrible at the Tour Championship. Everything else, pretty damn good, right? Got back on the horse at the Sanderson Farms, finished T13, gained basically across the board, which is what he was doing with the T13 at the Wyndham, the T10 at the Rocket Mortgage, the T4 at John Deere, the T8 at Travelers. These are all basically him gaining across the board. It's a well-rounded game. So that, that is kind of exciting to see him basically back to doing that at the Sanderson Farms. Absolutely no problem if you want to roll out uh, Scott Stallings. Hubbard's a little bit, always a little bit harder for me to get right. Um, I seem to always miss him. And I love the approach play, right? He's gained basically every single week dating back to the RBC Canadian. He had one small loss in there in Memphis. He's a very strong putter. I just I have just seemed to get him wrong more often, and he's a more volatile version uh, of of outcomes or more a larger range of outcomes than than Scott Stallings has. So this worries me a little bit more. Scott Stallings seems to be a hair more solid. Rick, I just took on. I just took the money. I just took the money. Oh, sorry. I just took the money I was going to invest on outrights for two of these three, Mito, Munez, Kitiyama, and put it instead on X and Fitzpatrick win and top five parlays, crazy or crazy like a fox. Uh, so Fitzpatrick is playing in uh, Spain, for those of you who are not aware. So honestly, that's probably better, right? I mean, were Mito, Munez, and they Kid- their combined win equity is probably... 10%, probably less actually. Um, and you would have been paid at most, what's Kittyama? 50, 60 to one, something like that, where I don't know what number you got on both of those guys winning, but if Xander's win equity is like 10% and Fitzpatrick's might be higher than that, honestly, might be like 12%. Um, you're probably getting your EV. I'd have to do the numbers, but like, that's, that's not bad might be crazy like a fox who is the best Tom Kim pivot since he's going to be 90% owned yeah I don't think it's gonna be 90% uh probably around 24% actually so Mike Cavalunas has been doing the ownership projections he's been actually absolutely killing them he just texted me right now and said he just updated them again uh, because the updates them like multiple times a day, this guy's so sharp. I, I am reflecting the ones from this morning. So after I get off air here, I'll, I'll rerun these updates and all that fun stuff. But, uh, that's, you know, neither here nor there. These these are, these are still strong. So I have Tom Kim at, uh, 24.7% ownership. So obviously the most natural pivot is Victor. So let's do a deep dive in Victor's world here. T-34 at the Italian Open, T-5 at the BMW PGA Championship. That's all he's played since the Tour Championship. So we've only seen him basically twice in the last, uh, nine, coming up on two months. Um, on, on paper, I think this is a good golf course for him as long as he can stay out of the bunkers, right? This is a golf course that should reward long and straight. It should reward uh, ball striking, which he's one of the best at. He's a, a very good putter. And... Uh, the thick rough around the greens is generally better for players who struggle around the greens. Although I'll tell you what, he gained strokes around the green at the Italian Open. He gained strokes around the green at the BMW Championship. And his last five starts, he's like a total net positive around the greens. Uh, there's a lot of bunkers around these greens, which is, which is a little bit worrisome. So if he can avoid the bunkers, I think this is a pretty good path. That's the most obvious pivot. Uh, prize picks weren't up for you. That's right. Prize picks was not up for me earlier in the week when I did my video. Can you give us some plays or strategy now that some are up? Sure. I want to see what they have for, they don't have greens. I wanted greens and regulation. So they've birdie or better, uh, birdie or better matchup and strokes. So, Okay. So, if you guys have been following along, and maybe you haven't been following along, um, and now that we're getting deeper fields, we're starting to see this again. What Prize Picks does is they do these birdie or better matchups by round, and they are almost always very imbalanced, right? Xander Shoffly versus Mav McNeely, Hideki versus Sahith, Colin Morikawa versus Cam Davis, Sung J M versus Scott Stallings. So, when they first started doing these imbalances, I kind of thought it was a trap and uh, Andy Mentel was tracking these all season long last season. And we learned it's not really a trap. Uh, If you blindly take the, you know, the, the marquee player, the, the guy whose picture it is, right. So you would take Xander over Hideki over or more because they're all the lines are set at zero. These were winning at a fairly ridiculous clip last year, right? So just kind of blindly taking these, the, like Sung JM over Scott Stallings. like these guys are on two different planets, right? Um Terrell Hatton over Steven Yeager. Like th- that that we've learned was not necessarily a trap. So I would I would probably start there. Um strokes is kind of interesting, right? So 68 and a half for most guys. Okay. Let's start with Siwoo less than 69 and a half just jumps off the screen. Straka Hoagie as well. These are guys that are playing awesome. I'm just trying to see what else is out there. The, those to me are the ones that, that really stand out. Um, Siwoo might win this thing. I've bet Siwoo. Tom Hoagie has been fantastic. Sepp Straka has been fantastic. I'll, I'll I'll roll with those guys. Um, if you want to get involved, There's a there's a promo code. It's Rick. There's a link in the description. I'm sure it'll match your deposit bonus. Go and play. There's there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of opportunity in other sports as well. Um, And then usually what I noticed is round two seems to be the most gettable because we'll have one round of data. Prize picks won't uh, adjust fast enough. And you should get a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity in round two as well. Philly Fingers says, hey, Rick, thanks for talking me through Putnam last week. It went well. Can we talk through David Lipsky? We're going going to try to do this again. Uh, I may be overweight. Thanks so much. All right. Let's see what David Lipsky did and what David Lipsky is up to here. Hmm, It's not great. Got to be honest with you. Um, So he is a consistent loser with the putter, and we're talking a lot. Minus four, minus four, minus three and a half. Another start before that. Minus one and a half, one, minus 1.9, minus five and a half. That's a lot of losing with the putter. Is he making it up in other areas? Yes, but the the most likely place that he's making it up is around the green, which is always a little bit worrisome. Uh, he is a positive ball striker, although nothing that jumps, uh, jumps off the page, jumps off the screen, right? So this to me is... If five out of ten is neutral, I'm like a five and a half, right? I I see the idea of getting an above average ball striker and a guy that normally doesn't putt well and hope that the putting comes around. Uh, there's not a super ton of evidence of that. So this 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 worries me a hair. Um, not super excited. There's probably, there's probably better options out there. Hey Rick, thanks for all the great content. Are you watching House of the Dragon? What do you think so far? Also, go Tom Kim. Uh, I actually, we are not, I actually just brought that up to Armina and I was like, should we, should we be watching this? Right? Should, should we, we've been, we've been doing the, we did the game of Thrones thing. Should we be watching this? Um, I think I'm more interested than she is. The other thing is we have so many other things that we need to finish. We've got like a couple episodes of money heist left. Um, I was rewatching breaking bad. Um, we've got like, I don't even know what else we have. I think, I think there's a new season of handmaid's tale out. what else? Maybe Armino will let me know. There's like, we've got like nine things on the list that we have not gotten to this yet. And I feel like I'd also rather wait until there's a season or two or three and then just like binge the whole thing. Right. So we'll see. Tom Hoagie prevented a $20,000 win this past weekend. Least favorite golf forever. Hmm. Deep dive on Lucas Herbert. Lucas Herbert has actually been pretty good. I told the story on the first cut. I don't know if you guys heard this. If you guys also listened to the first cut, you've heard this story now three times. So I apologize. However, I was directly, directly impacting Lucas Hub- Herbert's first round last week in Las Vegas. Uh, so here's what happened. I was walking down the first fa- first fairway. first The first hole and the ninth hole run adjacent to one another. So I'm walking down the first fairway on the golf, on the cart path. I see a ball out of the corner of my eye coming down towards us on nine rough, the right rough of nine. There's no one else there. Uh, The marshal does not see it, like cannot find it. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to have to like make sure he finds this. So I kind of linger a little bit to make sure he finds this golf ball. So I have to point it out to him, point it out to Lucas Herbert. Hey, it's here. It's in the really thick stuff. It's a horrible lie. It's a horrible lie. It's a par five. This is a par five got to get. It's a horrible lie. He's in the trees. It's terrible. Lucas Herbert looks at me and says, did it bounce? Now, friends, that's a loaded question, is it not? Uh, Because what he's really getting at is, is there a chance this ball is plugged? Because if that ball is plugged, he he gets to drop it. And if he gets a drop, he is absolutely going to get a better lie than he had. So I'm now in a pickle. Little dilemma here. I wield unbelievable power in this situation. I could say, I'm the only person. I'm the witness. I'm the prime witness here. I'm the guy. I could say, yeah, Lucas, it plugged. It didn't bounce. Take your free relief. Or I could say, well, no, it, it did bounce, telling him that he is not entitled to free relief. I want you all to know, uh, I take my role in this very seriously. I upheld the uh, dignity, the integrity of the game. I said, "Sorry, Lucas." It did bounce. He said, "That's all right, mate." Took a wedge, flopped it out. I think he. Had, I don't know if he still made birdie or not. Uh, but he played well after that. So anyway, here's the deep dive: T twenty at Shriner's, T five at the Italian Open. Uh, probably the best putter on planet Earth, and sometimes he gets the approach play going. So, he is actually kind of the opposite of what we normally look for, which is someone who's very solid in the ball striking and can pop with the putter. Similar concept, just kind of the opposite. I don't mind this at all. Lucas Herbert uh, uh, Herbert, excuse me, playing well. Splitting hairs, but how much ownership variance is significant? How much ownership variance is significant in each salary tier? Seems there's less variance in the 10k range and the 6 and 6 to 7k. Are we talking about in terms of projections? uh, or what it actually ends up being. I would imagine, uh, there is less variance in the 10 K range based on what you're saying, Gavin, just because, um, you know, there's only, there's only so many guys, right? There's, there's only so many guys. It's pretty clear about how most people in industry feel about every single one of them. It's the sixes and the sevens where guys, you know, might get talked about on one spot and not get talked about in another, or it doesn't take as many people playing them as it does to, you know, to get their ownership to 5%, which is, you know, triple somebody else. I don't know if I'm understanding your correct. Cre- I don't know if you are understanding, if I'm understanding your question correctly, but hopefully that is an answer. Uh, this is, there's a question here that says, uh, I don't know if I want to answer this on the record. You could you could tweet me and I'll answer that. Um, let's just say it's location based and uh, DM me. Ball strikers course Keegan. Keegan's been very good, right? So Keegan has been um, good coming in and has played well here, right? I think he has a T. Let's look it up. I won't. I won't guess. It's like a T seven and a T fourteen or something like that. T seven and a T thirteen. Yeah, in the two years in. Japan. So remember that 2020 version or the the year took place in 2020. uh, It was a 2021 season event. I believe Uh, that was at Sherwood country club. So, so, so throw that out the window. So you've got Keegan who's got really good course history is coming off of a T five has all time pop ability. I think Keegan's probably one of the better like uh, showdown options, first round leader options, single round matchup options because I think it's a lot harder for him to put four rounds together, but um, I don't mind Keegan at all. Good afternoon, Sir Gaiman, who is producer touting this week? That would be Armina, and she said she is going with uh, Tom, which gives her obviously Tom Kim. Does it give her others? Wow. Hoagie Fleetwood. It gives her Tomahari Atsuki. So she gets four Toms out of this very strategic selection from Armina. Hey, Rick, looks like uh, rain all day. Does look like just rain or not thunderstorms. Do you think they get some golf in today? Uh, last I looked, uh, I thought they would, right? I mean, there is, from what I understand, they've got great uh, great drainage there. This is a very wet time of year in Japan, in Tokyo specifically. And I, and I believe uh, the way this golf course and a lot of the private golf courses are set up, they drain very, very well. I suspect they will get some play in, but as we always know, there is a very good opportunity uh, to get ball in hand. We do a deep dive on Yuto Katsuragawa. Here's what I have on him: t twenty seven at the Shinhan Donghai Open. He did make the cut at the Open Championship and gained seven strokes. Ball striking, finished second at the Asia Pacific Open Golf Championship Diamonds Cup, and also finished. 32nd in the Asian tours international series in Thailand earlier this year. I'll tell you what, maybe he's my new favorite guy. Yuto Katsuragawa. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good record. Thanks Daniel for bringing him up. Can you show projected ownerships? Uh, see, you know, Spoonman knows, knows what he's coming for, right? He he wants the, he wants the paid stuff. Uh, smart. Xander and Hideki, 26 and 27, Colin, 18, Sung 30, Tom Kim, 24, uh, Victor, 13, Cam Young, 21. I could go on and on. Mito Pereira, 24%. That jumps out. Kurt Kitayama, 13%. That jumps out. Hayden Buckley, 11%. 11% that jumps out. Those are your big boys. Have at it. Thoughts on Jaeger here? Yes. Jaeger... Um, I like Jaeger. I need him to do I need I need four rounds out of Jaeger, right? I swear I can get I can get three rounds out of him. I can get two rounds out of him, three rounds out of him. He usually has one bad round a week, uh, which has kind of limited his upside a little bit, but he's made six consecutive cuts. Uh he had a fifth place finish at the Rocket Mortgage, a T13 at the Wyndham. It's a little bit reliant on the short game, um, but it's consistent. He gets it, he gets it done. I just I need three or four rounds out of him. Uh that's gonna be the problem. So I have kind of Deployed Jaeger in more situations like um, showdown or round by round matchups or things of that nature. But I I understand the the Jaeger stuff. Jaeger bomb. Jaeger bomb. We don't have too many opportunities to discuss a live jock market. Interesting. Uh that's that is very true. I don't uh, I don't know if I can bring up the board right now, Brent, but what I would be doing is looking at golfers, uh, that did not find their, their fair value, right. Go buy, go buy up some of those guys. Some of the guys that I like, I think some of these Japanese guys, right. Further down the board. I also think, I don't remember the, what the IPO closed at, uh price on some of these guys last night, but like Hayden Buckley, I'd be a buyer on, right. I'd be a buyer on Hayden Buckley. I'd be a buyer on, um, even like a KH Lee or a Sepp Straka or a Lucas Herbert, like we've been talking about, go buy them. I'd be shorting, You know, there there was a pretty, uh, I think there was a pretty outrageous price on like Tom Kim. I'd be, I'd be buying uh, Colin Morikawa at the moment. I I know he was like the sixth most most expensive golfer on the slate last night. Um, If you want to play jock market, it's stock market DFS. It's live right now. You can short golfers. So if you think Xander's not going to play well or not going to finish to his expectation, go short him right now. Um, Code is Rick. Link is in the description. It's very, very fun. Rick, I know I bother you all the time about this, but I did it. Rick, I know I bother you about this, about it all of the time, but I did it. I used your website to run a model utilizing course key stats, but targeting average optimal ownership 150. Fingers crossed now. Get it, Steven. Get it, son. What do we have here? This is an interesting question. Zach Jeffers. Hello, Zach. Is referring to Russell Knox, um, who, yeah, has kind of been all over the place, right? So 24th, 25th, and a missed cut on the number. It's true. Is Russell Knox a low-key ball striker? Um, let's say yes, right? I mean, that is that is the model of Russell Knox, right? To be a great approach player. I would not call him a great ball striker because he hemorrhages strokes off the tee, which worries me. Um it worries me quite a bit, honestly. The rest of his game is strong. So from fairway through green, he's been great, right? So if we had a stat that was similar from TTG to be like FTG, fairway through green, Russell Knox would probably be pretty high, right? He gains a ton of strokes on approach. His around the green game has been tidy. He's been a positive putter as of late, but he's losing one and a half to three strokes off the tee every single week. Um, With this golf course, you will... Get some worse angles, you might get some overhangs from some of these trees. I need him to play out of the fairway or close to it. If you think he can do that, um, then yes, he is flying under the radar low key ball striker proximity two twenty five to two fifty looks scary correlated to past performances, yeah, that is so that is probably um. 225 to 250, I don't see that. I see 275 approaches from 270. Where do you see 225 to 250? I don't see that. But what, what I will say, and I, I said this earlier this week as well, this course key stats model, one of my favorite things on the website, one of the strongest things on the website, uh, is not a slam dunk this week. There are only two years worth of data when normally there is 12 years worth of data. Also, that proximity probably gets very, very few shots from it, Matt. So you've got a very, very small sample size over only two years. I would not look at that proximity bucket in, in really, uh, any way. Just a weird comment and not actionable, but tail titleists and Ping golfers have been winning a ton lately. There you go. Trying to find two to three players between 79 and 7,500 sitting with Grillo Herbert Hughes. That's not bad. I'll tell you what we haven't talked about Mac Hughes yet. Um, I know it is usually hard to go back to somebody after they win, especially when they are not a prolific winner. However, he's had the week off. Uh, He was building towards that victory and he's going to a golf course that he finished T4 at last year. So if you're going to do it, I think this is one of the kind of decent spots to do it. What's his projected ownership at? Matt Hughes. I've got him at 10%. Not bad. Bet you it's lower than that. I don't know. Can we do a deep dive on Bo, friend of the pod? Friend of the pod, Bo Hostler. sure. Let's, let's take a gander at old Bo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bo's on brand, right? Bo knows. Bo knows brands. Bo's brand is very good putter, like one of the best on tour. Decent around the green. Uh, The problem is the ball striking, which... He's sneaky long. He's a lot longer than you think he is, but sprays it off the tee. has not been, I mean, he's lost strokes on approach in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 of 15. Not particularly great. So, uh, love Bo. Maybe you bet him on a top 40. Maybe you bet him on a top 20. Actually, sorry. I was thinking of a full field. Maybe you bet him on a top 20 in a 78 player field, but, um, I'm sure he will tell you this is not the stat profile that he'd be looking for. This just says well done, Rick. Thank you. Hey, Rick. Some reports that Hideki withdrew from the pro am. Uh, apparently precautionary. But how scarred does this make you? Scared. So I saw that as well. I got tagged in it a bunch when when uh, when Hideki withdrew. So I'm not going to do anything. Uh, there's generally a lot of noise on Wednesdays. There are a lot of guys for good or bad that withdraw from pro-ams on Wednesdays. They are not all malicious. They are not all injury related. um, And they are all not ones that you hear about, right? You are only hearing about this WD because it's Hideki Matsuyama in Japan. If, if Bo Hostler, no offense, Bo withdrew from the pro-am, you would not have heard about it. And it might, it might not mean anything, right? So, Remember that when you're consuming this information. Yes, Hideki has battled injury over the course of this last summer. Played, I think, every single session at the President's Cup. Um, really only had that one WD. And it was, I mean, could have also been bad play related instead of also injury related. So, and I also believe that he will do anything to play this golf tournament, right? So I, I am I am not going to do anything with this information. If I was playing Hideki, if I was betting Hideki, I am going to stay there. Uh, if I wasn't, I am going to stay there. Right? I I'm just I'm just not taking action on it. Between Herbert and Putnam, I actually prefer Herbert here. Any good first round leader options? Yeah, I mean, listen, Keegan. Keegan, um, I'll I'll try to tweet out the numbers. Keegan is the first round leader. Uh as often as John Rom, Justin Thomas, Rory McElroy. It's just insane how often he does it. I would also look at some of the very volatile guys. And if you want guys, I think you also have to look a little bit closer to the top of the board. Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton. Um Terrell Hatton's a very volatile golfer. He's coming in off of two top tens. He destroys par threes. You go out there, he go you go out there, he shoots something low in, in round one. Would you be at all surprised? Absolutely not. Ooh, I like FTG. Did I just did I just make this stat up? Did I just coin this? FTG. Helps better isolate wedge and iron play, especially at courses where it's common to club down off the T isn't all that important. Boom. Maybe I'll add it to the website. The only place you can get FTG, rickrungood.com. High dollar, single entry GPP. Who's the first guy you lock in? Hmm. Could be Terrell Hatton. Tell you what, could be Terrell Hatton. Could be... Siwoo. Le- real quick, real quick, I'll take you through both of them, okay? So, the 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 case for Terrell, uh, he has two top tens that most people probably didn't see. Eighth and a T7, Italian Open, Alfred Dunhill, Lynx Championship, his last two starts. Uh, and he's been playing pretty good, right? His last six starts, he has four top 11s. When he goes well, it looks like what he does at the Italian Open here. Drove it well, gained two strokes on approach, Tidy around the green, putted well. Boom. When, when, when Terrell goes well, that's what, it look at, look at, look at his TA here, gains across the board. Look at it here, gains across the board. That's what he does. He is also a very good, um, I'll just, I'll just show this to you. So I send out an email newsletter every single week, which you should sign up for. There's a link in the description. It's called the Run Good Rundown, where I just find stats that come up through my research process. Um, Where is old Terrell? Oh, you know what? He might've been sixth on the list. He is like a par three killer uh, in terms of strokes gained, okay? And he's going to get five cracks at it this week. I like Terrell. The other thing is Siwoo. What have we known about Siwoo Kim for the entirety of his career? That he is incredibly volatile, that he is an excellent ball striker, and that he probably cannot putt very well. And now he has changed to the broomstick and it has resulted in a fifth place finish at an Asian tour event, a top international point scorer at a president's cup and a T8 at the Shriners in which he gained two and a half strokes balls, uh, two and a half strokes putting. That is fairly good evidence that the broomstick is working for him. So you could get a legitimate high upside win equity golfer for $8,800 and 9% ownership. Giddy up. That's my coffee. It's getting cold. Got to sip it. How would you go about betting 100? What percent would you allocate and to what? If it was my last $100, I would probably do uh, some top 20s and some matchups, quite frankly. Um, if I was betting $100 a week and I didn't really care about it, I would be betting. Outrights on guys between like 30 and 60 on the board. And I would probably put five a week out for 20 bucks each uh, and go from there. So this week that might look like Hatton, Fleetwood, Munoz, Straka, something like that. And, but that's, that's under the assumption that I'm going to get a hundred, another hundred dollars next week. What type of golf clubs do you play? I just got fitted. So I got fitted for a new driver, new irons. I was using the same clubs for about uh, six years or so. The only irons that beat my f- previous Callaway XR hots or whatever they were were the Mizuno's uh, 225 Pros. They are the hottest iron I've ever played. These things are freaking unbelievable. They fly. It is so hot. They feel so good. Mizuno makes such a quality golf club. Uh, Inside that is the LA golf shaft, Pured, which also just like my mishits. If you've never seen Pured shafts before, Google it. It's unbelievable. The idea of Puring a golf shaft is like a cheat code. Uh, Then I was fit into uh, the Ping, crap, G25, whatever whatever the Ping driver is which is so forgiving. Uh, I've never hit, I, I mean, this thing, it, it's almost cheating how straight it goes. I believe it or not, I use the Kirkland wedges. The Kirkland signature wedges, which have been reshafted and re-gripped, uh, they are the same as any Callaway Jaws, whatever, at a third of the price. They are the same thing. They're great. And then I use a Scotty, the uh, 1.5, what is it, halfback, back, whatever they call that, uh, between mallet and blade, and I roll that. For an event like this, do you prefer long term or short term form? Um, I'm okay. both kind of, right? But Neesmith, Hatton, Hoagie, Straka all playing well. I, I don't have any reason to think why they won't continue to play well. Um, longer term form for guys that we haven't seen as much, right? We only, we've only seen Victor twice in two months. I think you can kind of revert him back to long term form. I think Tommy Fleetwood has probably played less than most of his peers. I think you can kind of revert him back a little bit to some longer term form. Um, I'm looking through the thing. Who else could that apply? I mean, Hideki, we saw at the President's Cup. I mean, Munoz. We saw like at the President's Cup, and then Sanderson. Did he play Sanderson? Right. So, I mean, like uh, some of these guys that we haven't seen as much. I'd prefer to go back to to recent form. But those guys that you mentioned that have been playing rock and roll, Rick. Hope all is well. Uh, would it be possible to run an updated model? Yeah, that is possible. So, custom model. RickRunGood.com. looks like this um oh it's sa- oh good it saved my it saves what i did earlier this week so you can see i was i was fairly freaky earlier this week right i did 36 rounds 25 on strokes gain par three i put some into the buckets this was a very very freaky stat profile or uh profile what would i change about this um i would probably dial back par threes and dial up approach play a little bit. Um, I would also probably add a little bit to, uh, where is sand saves? There's a lot of bunkers out here. 10 on sand saves. I got to remove some from somewhere. Uh, I don't mind these two par four ones. That's kind of fun. Let's get rid of uh, strokes game putting on bent. That gives me 10 back. And I will do ten on fantasy points gained, driving distance, accuracy. Okay, that's fine. Let's let's see what this looks like. My number one golfer is Xander. Then Scott Stallings, Sung Im, Tom Kim, Mito, Emiliano, Corey Connors, Colin Morikawa, Cam Young, Lee Hodges. Let's look at Lee Hodges. For a top ten guy to be uh, sixty seven hundred, he is worth a look. Lee Hodges has gained in ball striking four in a row, some with big gains. Uh, He's gained with the putter in four of six. He's gained off the tee pretty prolifically. Missed the cut at the Shriners, but uh, it's about as good of a missed cut as you could get, right? Loses three quarters of a stroke and three in the negative came from the putter. That's kind of fine. This is not bad. Not a bad stat profile. Tell you what, better than some of the other guys, 6,800 bucks. Can we do a deep dive on Cam Young? Sure. Surely. Uh, Prolific driver of the golf ball, no doubt about it. Uh, Approach play in general, much more volatile, right? So just in his last eight or so, he's got a minus four on approach, uh, a plus 4.2, a minus four, a plus 3.8. Much more volatile there. And the putter is the same way. So that's why I think you're going to see... Okay, so I, I say this all the time. A lot of people are like, oh, if I should bet one person every single week, who should it be? Um, can you guys hear Oliver losing his brain right now? Might be getting an Amazon delivery. Um, the guys that I would bet every single, like if you were just going to blindly bet people every week, I think Sahith is very interesting. I think Colin Morikawa makes a lot of sense. Cam Young, I think is going to be like like, this stat profile is a very, very good winning stat profile. You can be volatile, that's fine. Because when you hit your ceiling, you're going to like win a lot of golf tournaments. Now he has a ton of runner up finishes, but that's, that's pretty fun. Where are the golf vlogs at? So we've got like eight golf vlogs on Rick Rungood YouTube channel. I wanted, you know what I wanted to do this year is I wanted to do a season two and I wanted to pick out like eight different golf courses. I wanted to travel to them and I wanted to kind of get like, which would be expensive, but I wanted to get somebody to like sponsor it. And I never got around to, to doing it and there's a ton of editing that goes into a golf vlog and to ask Armina to do that all the time. I didn't think was like super fair. So I, it's still something I want to do more in the future. I'd love to get like Arcos on board, right? I use this. I use the stats for myself for the strokes gain stuff. Like I'd love for them to get on board. Um, you know, I, I, but there are golf vlogs do exist and I still think there is a, a path to the, to the golf vlogs coming back. Can we get a deep dive on KH Lee? Cageley surprisingly good off the tee, um, and his putter comes and goes. This is okay. Uh, this is like a six out of ten for me, right? He is not, he, you know, he's he's a, a loser on approach most weeks. Um, the putter can be plus seven, can be minus four and a half. Drives it okay. This is, I'm not super excited about this. Five and a half, six out of ten. I know the upside is winning on the PGA tour. He he won like 15 starts ago right? That wasn't, that's not that long ago. If you're winning every 15 starts on the PGA tour, you're like one of the best players that we have. Even if you're winning once out of every 30 starts, you're like one of the best players that we have. So I, I, I like the winning upside, but this is, this is not a particularly exciting stat profile other than what I know about him long-term. Rick on your future of golf pod. You mentioned you were a collegiate athlete curious. Were you a runner and hence Rick run good? No. Uh, no, I, I played base. I went to, I went to college on a baseball scholarship. Um, I do not like running. Running is not great for me. The run good part comes from, I mean, it's really like a gambling poker term. Like, Oh, you run good. You run bad. Um, I mean, things just kind of break my way and someone dubbed me like, Oh, that's, it's Rick run good. Like everything, everything works out for him. So that's where the run good comes from. But no, I played, I played baseball on a, on, on a scholarship. Um, Daniel says, what is your betting card? Okay. Uh, let me pull it up. I believe it's six golfers, but one of them is Victor, who I, I've been very clear that I bet every single week. So I tend not to like count that that's like part of the family and friends plan. Um, I've tried to get a little bit freakier here. So I went with, um, so this is something I don't normally do, but I think it's a pretty top heavy board. Sung I got an 11 to one more I got a 15 to one. I would normally not bet two guys that short, but what we have seen, what nine of 18 winners have been 20 to one or shorter. This is a very top heavy field where the strength of field is worse than it was last year. I think there's a lot of win equity up top. Victor, who I always bet doesn't count. Siwoo, as I mentioned, Straka. And I went one more time to Grilo. So that's uh 11 to one, 15 to one, 34 to one on Siwoo, 55 to one on Straka, 70 to one on Grillo. Ooh. Brent. Rick, I'm working on a huge course hookup in Colorado. If I can make it work, I'll holler. Yeah. This is what I need. I need connections. Uh, if you have access to golf courses that will let filming happen or anybody who wants to like sp- I'm not asking for a ton of money. I'm asking for like to cover like tea times and travel expenses. Right. Um, I'm not trying to make any money. If I break even on that, I'd be thrilled. Uh, I want to do like an eight, uh, eight video series of vlogs ideally at good looking golf courses or unique golf courses or something. Not like, I don't need to go to Scotland, but like, I mean, I'm just thinking here, like, you know, TPC Summerlin, then there's Wolf Creek, which is in Mesquite. Then I could go to LA and I could play, you know, uh, or Orange County and play like Monarch, which is right on the water or like Pelican Hill, right? Like I just, you know, things like that. It'd be cool. Ah, uh, my miss is not a hook. It is definitely like a push fade, but I've been drawing the ball better uh as of late. I actually this morning, this morning, set my ball speed PR 160. Some people might be laughing at that. Martin Borgmeyer's like a 230. 160 is pretty good. It went, I think it carried 273, rolled out to 309. Come on. Come on. Okay. Can you please get to the bottom of the cheating scandal? So here's the thing. I've been kind of enthralled by this. Armina is like, she's got the red string up. If you're not familiar with this cheating scandal, that stream that I played on like a month ago is is the center of the cheating scandal, which is just great, right? Was I scammed out of this? Should I be worried? Should I be worried about that? Should I be worried that I lost money on a stream that was probably compromised a month ago? Great. Um, I will get to the bottom of it. Oh, this is poker. Why did you say that? Armina said don't forget to say it was poker. Why did she say that? Did they not know it was poker? She's worried. She's worried that I think I'm implicating. Oh, okay. So this was a poker scandal. Um I have some thoughts about it. I'm going to need some more time. There's two big questions. I I'm like very certain that some type of cheating collusion was going on. Um because one of the guys in production like that's all been that's all been debunked. There's still two big questions for me and they revolve around the two seat which again I got I need like I need like 35 minutes on this and the method because the method doesn't seem as consistent as I would hope it is but I'm like there's so much smoke this this place is I've died of smoke inhalation, right? I don't need fire, but like there's just so much smoke here. So, um yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on the cheating scandal. And it was weird that I was on it a month ago. Guys that played four full rounds at Shriners are very worried about travel. No. Let's see some old swings of you hitting dingers. Uh, there is only one, but we have it on video. It was such a good at-bat, too. I worked the count. I was down 2 I think I worked it back full. High fastball, deposited. <sniffs> see it. It is on video. I, I have it. I have it. Um, Saratoga National. Upstate New York, make it a track weekend. Okay. One sixty, that's massive. Let's go. How did you do in the circuit millions last weekend? I got one and a half points. It was my worst. It was my worst week ever. Um, I felt a little screwed by it, to be honest with you. But I guess everybody who loses, who goes one and a half points feels that way. Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers blew a twenty one point lead and blew the cover. And then did not kick the like, and then if the time if the clock works out in their favor, they just kick the field goal at the end, make it a ten point game, cover the nine and a half or make it a nine point game, cover the eight and a half. The other thing was that, um the Browns blew that game, right? Jacoby Brissett walks into the end zone if he just runs it. Then they have a chance to kick a field goal and win it. Neither I get a half a point out of that should have been a full point. And the other one was, no surprise, the Washington commanders and Carson Wentz can't score from three or four cracks at the goal line. So those three things go against me. That's two and a half points against me right there. Are there specific guys that look good on the cheat sheet yet that you are yet fading? I mean, I think the, uh, I, I talked about a little bit, the obvious one. Um, and you could make a case both sides of this, but like, I'm not going to have Corey Connors this week. No, I'm just not. Um, now guys that look good that I would fade. I mean, once you start getting to 30% ownership like Sungjae's at, uh, it starts to become very fadey. Although those guys, I, 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 I did a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago. Guys that are 30% owned last year outperformed uh, the guys that were 25% or more owned, 20% more or owned. Like the chalkiest guys have been coming through. Um, so no, the, the, I, don't, I don't look at this and just say, oh, this guy looks good, so good that I have to fade him. Um. No, I don't. Planning a trip to Vegas in December. Any advice when visiting Circa or in general? Bring your ID, the ID at the door. It's an adults-only place. If you, I, So many people forget their ID, and I'm like, well, now we got to go somewhere else. Um, Mega Bar is pretty cool. Longest indoor bar in the state of Nevada. Uh, there's video poker there, lots of televisions. Also, you can go up to the rooftop, go to Legacy Club. That's pretty cool. They've got like $2 million in gold bars up there, which is kind of interesting. And then you can view the entire strip. Uh in general, um no, I don't know. Hit me up. All right. I think we're out of questions. Most of the questions that were left were just like Las Vegas or golf related. I'll I'll hang for like 30 more seconds if there's any, if anything else comes through for like 30 seconds, like fire away right now. Uh, or else we will go eat lunch because we are almost up on this hour anyway. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to go through. Um, okay, that's a good question. This hat, this is a very unique hat that I'm not sure, I had to track this down on eBay. I'm not sure there's a ton of these, but this is, um, does this look familiar? Because it's the Tiger Woods logo. Oh wait, I guess it's actually like this. The TW. So what Nike did is they removed the T from the W, stretched it out, made it an 8-3 to signify Tiger's 83rd victory. Obviously not there yet, right? Because it's only at 82. But the idea was to release these, I guess, when he breaks the record. Now, I think they made this years ago, and obviously he hasn't broken 83. Some of them got out. I don't know. I just, um, I, I saw one one time, and it infatuated me, and I checked eBay for like, Months and months and months and was able to find it. All right. That'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, This thing's going to get started tonight. I'll be up. Tweet at me. Armina does all the hard work behind the scenes, and we're going to go eat lunch right now. Um, Goodbye.